0: The Arizona Cardinals select, Tyler Murray. And the 2019 Offensive of Rookie of the Year is Kyle Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He's oh, good Looking for Oh, he oh, up. Oh, he is oh, he Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. Welcome back to the Savage Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Clay Bubble. With me is my co-host, Stone Ring. We're back here for part two of our 2021 NFL Mock Draft. And uh, on the previous episode, I highly suggest right now, if uh, you have not listened <laughs> to the previous one, uh, probably go listen to that before you pick up with this one because uh, we made our picks one through eight in that part of the draft, and um, that is noteworthy, Dylan, because um, that is a situation where there was actually a big trade with the New England Patriots, which we allow ourselves in our mock drafts each year uh, to make trades. We had the Patriots trading up to number four, and um, again, I I would probably suggest go listen to that first. We don't want to spoil it, because, Dylan, there could be people out there that have just been waiting and waiting and waiting to hear this mock draft. Um, So we're not going to spoil the picks, actually, at this point. Um, but let's just say that the first four quarterbacks and uh, the others, uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Penny Sewell, Kyle Pitts. There you go. Um, so that probably in won't... some order. All right. There you go. <laughs> in some order. But you know what? Just because we said there are four quarterbacks, that means you're intrigued because that means one of the quarterbacks has not been chosen yet. And sure enough, you're going to find out quickly enough, Dylan, um, who that other quarterback is probably going to be. This should be interesting. This is what we said last year when you get to this point, uh, nine through 16. Uh, very interesting to see uh, how it plays out in this range here,
1: yeah, there's a lot of different ways we can go. I felt as we've kind of talked about before we started recording. I felt way more confident at least about my strategy for the start of this draft, and now it's there's so many different yeah as you're saying there's so many different directions you can go in uh these teams, especially now there's and there's still a lot of really high end prospects, a lot of guys that have fallen farther than They probably usually would, given the all these teams that really need quarterbacks. As you said, the Patriots, one of them, that traded up to get one. Still, some teams in this range that could use a guy, but uh, a lot of other options still available, and a lot of needs for these teams. We're not to that back end of the first round yet, where it ends up being teams that. Uh, I mean, for the most part, it still should be as we always say: draft for the best player, not necessarily for the needs that you have. But these these teams right now have so many needs. If they just draft the best guy on the board on their on their big board, they're probably going to fill a need anyway. So uh, we'll see, though. Like you said, it it's gonna. I'm not really sure where we're gonna go. It's gonna. Be, yeah, we'll, <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out as as we fly on here.
0: Yeah, I'm not either, and uh, that's that's just one where I think it's going to be interesting because I obviously there's one player here that's probably going to decide the direction of this next group, Um, and that is where we will lead off with me. At number nine, um, the Denver Broncos are on the clock, and as we said, the Broncos have stayed put. Uh, They were not involved in the trade we made in the uh, one through eight range with the Patriots, Uh, but the Broncos staying here at nine, and and here's the deal. We talked about a little bit in the last episode, I mean... I don't anticipate this guy falling much further, and maybe he will, but I I think in the scenario, one of the things I said was I could see the Patriots trading up to select Mac Jones. However, Mm -hmm. Dylan, you traded up for the Patriots. You did not select Mac Jones. So that makes it more interesting because I'll tell you right now, the other situation I could see, and and I don't know – though, that I see Washington being the team that trades for yeah. Mac Jones. Although I've seen that in some of the mock drafts, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like maybe Trey Lance is m- maybe the better, I don't know, fit, maybe? I don't know if that's uh-huh. the right word, but I feel like that's that's at least where you see some of the, the leanings, I think, on this in terms of uh, where people think Washington may go. I, I don't know that they're going to take Mac Jones, and obviously if he's all the way down at whether it's Washington picking nineteen. Was nineteen, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to be there by that point. Um, but could they trade up? I think so. But I don't, you know, in this scenario, I think the Broncos are getting a quarterback. And I think they're either probably going to be one of those teams that trades up to get one, whether that's at, you know, six or four or whatever. Um, I, I think they're getting a quarterback. So I'm going to pick Mac Jones here with the number nine oh pick boy. for the Broncos. But I, I don't, I'm telling you right now, I don't see this as the scenario. I think that... You know, I think Mac Jones could go earlier, and again, because we're alternating picks here, maybe I would have played it out a little bit differently, but when you made the trade with the Patriots, that threw things off a bit, so I I just don't see him falling much further down, but I don't know that this is going to be the pick here for the Broncos, and I know I'm sort of like backtracking a little bit, but... (laughs) I just I don't think he's I don't think he's going any lower than this, but I don't really see a scenario where I think Washington maybe trades up to get him or, or anything like that. So I'm just going to put him here because honestly I don't <laughs> I just don't know where else to put him. So I'm going to put him here at number nine.
1: Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure who at that point. Like we're saying, like would a team really trade up only a few picks? Yeah, would well, they even yeah. have to? Because we get to a point where I mean, the Falcons maybe I guess like there's there's plenty of mocks and plenty of talk that they could still draft Trey Lance just a number four themselves. Um, the Broncos, I could see, you know, we all ultimately went with the Patriots trading up there to get Lance, but uh, it could have been easily Denver too. So I won't be surprised if they're the team that actually is the one that flips to four. We can see it's some other movement in this first round. So maybe we're not being as bold as we uh, we thought we were being uh, just a couple of days ago when we recorded the first one. Uh, maybe things are going to be even crazier than what we anticipate. But Mac to the Broncos, that's – I mean, it <laughs> – yeah. It's uh, I mean, they have a ton of talented receivers. I mean, they already, uh, you know, obviously last year we bringing in Judy and all the guys that they already currently have there, are the guys that have kind of stepped up. I mean, he has – he would have weapons, that's for sure. Still need to – you know, about offensive lines, not exactly uh, spectacular. But it's, uh, not the worst place. I, you know, again, maybe not something I'm envisioning happening, just like yeah. you said. Like Mac Jones, the Broncos' fit isn't – I mean, it could easily happen, but at the same time not something I haven't really – thought about a ton, but probably not the worst place that he could end up out of some of these teams that are trying to trade up, you know. uh, Man, I I do think, though, I don't want to spoil, I guess, who we we drafted number three uh, for the 49ers, but I think we made the right call there. So that kind of – I do think the order of the first three were were spot on for. So, it, yeah, this four through nine, it it could be these – I wouldn't be surprised if it's these six players, but just in completely different teams and orders. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. We we kind of talked about that. And, you know, we, we mentioned the Bengals at five and and then, you know, based on some of the trades, what the Dolphins could do. And, like, there's lots of different scenarios I think you could see play out. Yeah. Um, so I – this is one of those where it's like you don't see anything linking Mac Jones to the Broncos, but we've seen this before where you go into a draft and you don't see any guys linked to a certain team. And then all of a sudden, like, he becomes the pick. Um, so I, I think this is a long shot, but I, I tell him the only reason I'm putting him here is because I don't really <laughs> see him falling any further. And so I'm going to put him here and you know what, maybe after the fact, uh, the Broncos are like, let's trade him. We'll, we'll give you uh, him to whoever for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's that's what I'm going to go with here because I just don't think I can put him any further down based on uh, all the noise out there in terms of where Mac Jones could go. So I'm going to put him at the Broncos, although I think that's a that's a long shot. It's just a product of, of how our mock draft has played yep. out this far. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Mac Jones uh, to the Broncos at number nine. Number ten, the Dallas Cowboys on the clock. Oh,
1: boy, this is a tough one because, uh, you know, as I touched on, it's it's not about drafting for need, but the, the Cowboys need just about everything on <laughs> yes. defense at this point. It was really ugly last year. We overlooked, you know, had optimism because of the numbers they put up as an offense in 2019, lost a lot of one-score games, thought they were going to bounce back, and it just didn't matter. Even if they had figured out an offense, the defense was a disaster. But I, there's – I mean – Man, this is a tough one because there's one guy that is at least like in terms of I was thinking about drafting him. Yeah, I mentioned him in our last episode as someone I'm may, maybe and on some mock drafts is going as an offensive lineman before Sewell. Um, so, man, and it's just like I don't know. This one's really really tough. Oh, man, well, if the Cowboys had the offensive line from just a few years ago, I would definitely not be considering this. They they were so set, but they've had so many injuries, different things, and different turnover. I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater uh, wow. at number 10. Uh, that As as uh, the ringer, they compared him to Zach Martin. Fits <laughs> right in with the, the Cowboys' yeah. offensive line. Uh, obviously, the guy that, you know, Jack protecting him after what happened last season. We saw how everything really fell apart for them. And obviously, they still have a ton of needs on defense. But again, I just when you can have a guy that at this point, uh, again, is being considered possibly as the top offensive lineman in the whole draft that you feel like is going to be one of your offensive tackles for years and years to come. And protecting Dak is just so crucial that uh, this is like the test of the drafting for need. And there's tons of great defensive players. We have, you know, we've really not – have we drafted a defensive player yet? We have not.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, listen, (laughs) I I don't think that's – I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility here. When we look at this, like, I we said it. I think the top eight could really be set. And, again, we could throw Mac Jones in there somewhere. Like, I think the top nine players could be set. And I think they could all be o- offensive players. Yeah. So Wow.
1: I mean, um, I it feels like that's kind of the the consensus for the most part. I mean, the, the Lions are a team that obviously needs a ton of help on defense, too. But, again, when these kind of guys are, you know, it's just these guys are Pieces you believe are going to be your tackles for
0: yep. years
1: and years. It's it's just a tough thing to turn down. And I mean, yeah, we're we're probably one of the deepest that uh, Kyle Pitts has gone in any uh, <laughs> in any mock draft right. either. So yep. it's just that's just kind of the nature of it. You're right. It's just kind of crazy to think about. And for the Cowboys, I guess that does help a little bit because there there should be some guys still around as they uh, get to the later rounds.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think like you said, this is probably just a scenario because again, when you have five quarterbacks going in the, the top nine or 10. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's the way. And again, you're not going to, Kyle Pitts isn't going any lower. Jamar Chase isn't going any lower. Like, um. you know, Sewell, we talked about him. Some people think he's the second mm-hmm. best player in the draft. So like, yep. they've got to go somewhere here early on. And um. yeah, so offense loading up uh, early and then uh, you're going offense again at number <laughs> 10. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, spoiler alert, first defensive players going <laughs> at, uh, at number 11, the New York Giants uh, on the clock here. I, I don't really, you know I guess if somebody if we're talking about this quarterback situation, which is going to mean? like a lot's gonna go based on this quarterback thing. Um, if you see one of those guys drop, then I think you look at teams maybe saying, all right, we, can, we don't have to trade up all the way mm-hmm. into the top five or the top seven or something like that. Maybe we can only have to trade up to eleven or 12 or somewhere like that. Um, then I think you start to obviously become a bit intrigued if one of those mm-hmm. quarterbacks fall. But in this scenario, um, I think the Giants, uh, Joe Judge, a former Alabamian uh, in terms of, uh, you know, spending some time in Alabama. You've got Bill Belichick, the uh, the love for Nick Saban, which why wouldn't you based on what he's done in Alabama. Um, the New York Giants are going to sprint to the, uh, to the board there and select uh, Patrick Sertan, uh, the quarterback mm-hmm. from the Crimson Tide. That fills the need, I think, for, you know, many needs probably (laughs) for the Giants. They've got several. Uh, That is one that they could fill. I think, you know, you you really couldn't have gone wrong here to me for the Giants uh, with a lot of different options. Um, And I think if the board falls this way, I think the Giants will probably have to be pretty happy with some of the the available picks. Um, There is still a wide receiver out there. We haven't (laughs) selected yet. That I think had they not gotten, you know, Kenny Galladay, probably a little bit different. But Mm -hmm. I I don't know that they have to necessarily – go that route here Uh, but I mean it's a possibility right like they could they could go out and and take that guy which I'm sure will be coming up pretty soon Uh, but you know I think for now get a corner get some defense um, and I think that the Giants will be happy they'll they'll have several options here
1: yeah I think if I hadn't just taken Slater that's the guy that I thought may have gone to the Giants there the offensive line and defense line are, as mostly Gettleman's kind of talked about or what they want to address and but obviously with Sertain he's the guy that I was thinking about for number 10 that was the one guy I was probably you know between those two with the Cowboys so easily could have seen those two flipped maybe that that fits more the needs of each team the Giants uh they bring in Adoree Jackson I don't know how big of an impact that makes so I mean uh, if anything, though, I was impressed with what their defense did last year. Uh, again, their defensive line, maybe not perfect. Um, but, yeah, again, you're drafting for the best player in the draft. And at this point, if you get a, a lockdown number one corner uh, all the way you know down as we get into the teens here, the draft, I mean, that's that's amazing. A lot of times these top corners we've seen in recent years are going in the top five, top six picks. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense for the Giants. I think I, I like the idea, though, of – yeah, uh, Man, If uh, if I really do think Slater would fit perfectly in there, but yeah. uh, with the Cowboys doing that, it just kind of changes things, and uh, yeah, I am very happy, though, for my next pick that you did leave off uh, <laughs> one receiver, because that yep. is one of the many, uh, well, three really big needs on offense that the Eagles have at number 12.
0: Yep, the Eagles at number 12, they do have some needs, like you said, uh, this is a team that's I don't know. I mean, certainly in transition, I think based on what they did last season, but uh, wide mm-hmm. receiver, a big need. And uh, like you said, I, I, I had no doubt when I did not select this guy <laughs> that the Eagles were going to pick him here uh, with the number 12 thing.
1: And it, it worked out well for them. Like they've kind of received some flack a, a bit for, for trading down um, in terms of not being able to capitalize on some of these top guys that were going to be available at number six um, with the dolphins. I, I I mean, but this in this case, in our mock draft, at least it played out pretty perfectly for what they need. I, I still think, obviously, if they could have sat at number six and waited to see if Pitts was still there, that would have been an amazing get for them. Uh, but, yeah, Jalen Waddle still hasn't gone. We did take Devonte Smith earlier, yeah. um, as you mentioned, and I think Waddle. I mean, just as you said, could be end up being the number one receiver from this class. We we kind of forgot because of the injuries from last season. Tried to play through them, which has many players in the NFL advise them. Like I know, you, like obviously, you want to perform on the biggest stage for your college team and step up. But man, he was he was playing pretty well through that injury down the stretch. So. Um, the Eagles, though, well, it sounds like he's going to be, uh, you know, in fine condition going into the season. And Philadelphia, I mean, they've they've really, as we talked about last season, are just it's and even the year before when they somehow won the division with guys that you know they're signing from practice squads to play receiver, they, it's going to be a welcome change and one that you know last season they didn't quite get that <laughs> number one target. They have drafted some uh, receivers in the top couple of rounds that haven't really uh, panned out too well, so I think they'll be in good shape here though with Waddle.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, I, I think they've they got some options there, but wide receiver certainly. I mean, it's a, it's an obvious need for them um, in terms mm-hmm. of of what they, you know, could do there and um now that brings us to uh the Los Angeles Chargers on the board. Ooh. And this is uh this is an interesting one for me. I've been going back and forth uh trying to figure this one out because man, there's some some different ways they could go here um because I mean, they've you know they're another team too. When you really think about it, like they wouldn't, they probably wouldn't mind having a wide receiver too. But I think we've kind of we, we've kind of looked at the top tier, which you know we'll have some more pop up here. But um, you know I think certainly if Waddle would have been there, I probably would have taken him. But I think yeah. offensive linemen is probably where the Chargers would have to go in this scenario mm-hmm. um, if we got to this point. Now it's just a matter of which one do you want, right? Um, <laughs> that that becomes the hard part. I mean to me. I think the two you see, and uh, the highest, I mean, outside of Sewell, like we said, we've already got going, yeah. um, are um, it's Christian Derisaw and Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Those are probably the two, I think, that are the the most highly rated, if you just look at some of the, the mocks and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so that... Is one that becomes an interesting decision for me, doesn't? it? <laughs> um, so this is, uh, this is this is why this is why they give them. Uh, look, we're making our picks in two minutes here. That's why they give these yeah. ten minutes. Come on, <laughs> um, I should be just you know promoting stuff right now while I'm still thinking. But uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Vera Tucker because I, I think the, the deal there is for one. I mean, you know, it's a uh, an LA guy like Los Angeles USC the connection there. You, you know, I like the connections. Like you just gotta. Yes. Help help me with the connections here. Like I feel like you know make that work. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, I think he's someone that you know could certainly fit a need there. You're building everything around Justin Herbert. You need a good you know you need you need offensive lineman. You need uh, to be able yeah. to to protect him. And so I think that's probably if the, if not their biggest need, it's you know one top two probably for the Chargers. So I don't really know that they could go wrong with picking either one of those guys I mentioned. But but I'll go with him in the spot at 13.
1: Yeah, for you know some of the struggles they had on defense, obviously I'm a huge Staley guy with what he did with the Rams. I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. Derwin James coming back. There's a lot of things on that side that while there's a lot of talented players here, it, the focus I still, as you said, I think it has to be offensive line. I don't think you can expect Herbert to take the beating he did year after year. Uh, he was fantastic under pressure. We've kind of talked about that. All his numbers were – he's one of the best QBs in the NFL, all the NFL not just rookies against pressure, but obviously if you can handle that, uh, that's your that's going to be your first focus. Let them scheme it up on defense. Figure out a way to protect them. They already brought in Winsley to, at center. They invested in a guard as well. And now now you uh, you know with uh, Vera Tucker can play guard or tackle. So pretty much, I mean, you're really overhauling that offensive line in a way that it, they've had. I mean, going back to years in the Phillip Rivers era where they just had so many injuries the offensive line it's it's always been kind of a struggle for them even as they've tried to invest in guys but I think as you're saying there's a lot there's a few names in this in this kind of area as we get to the next pick I'm still considering some of those you mentioned one of them and it's like you know it's kind of like last year there was a lot of offensive tackles that fell in the first round that all for the most part maybe some of the guys weren't uh, fantastic but most of them really did exceed expectations tackles definitely been position that we're seeing a, a great crop of guys coming out each year so I think with all three options uh if you even add it there's one more uh, in there um man I, I don't think they could have gone too wrong here
0: no no I don't think so either and uh, I think they'll have their pick probably at that spot as long as because again we know if teams are trading up they're probably trading up for quarterbacks here in this range mm-hmm. so um, I think they'll have some options there, uh, number thirteen. All right, number fourteen, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, no, your, your, your spot here.
1: Yeah, as much as uh, as I was just talking about, I feel like they they definitely do need to improve their offensive line. And uh, there's like uh, you know, with even if you go to Alex Weatherwood is the other name I was uh, trying to think of a second ago, um, and Darius Saw. They they have some options here, but all I can think about is how just. Angry, Mike Zimmer was all of last season with the defense, and by by the end of the season, they had the the game where Kamara uh, broke the, the touchdown record, and he literally just straight up said, "It's the worst defense I've ever had." <laughs> I have a hard time with him. You know, there was some speculation maybe would they think about moving on or for you know I I don't know. He's Mike Zimmer is it's an interesting. Thing that's kind of happened there in Minnesota with some of the fluctuations and and some of the years where that defense looked really good and just kind of fell apart. So now this draft works out perfectly for them because you have all these guys that are we've been talking about dropping. Uh, man, it's 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 a it's a tough one for me because there there's guys that I think maybe are a little like this. I might be doing a little bit of my cardinal sin of drafting for the need a bit more than the uh, than the best player on the board because there's a couple of linebackers that are still in there, but I don't, you know, they're not really like, I mean, maybe not the least the traditional pass rushers. They're not yeah. uh, guys that I would consider uh, that that's probably the biggest need that they have at this point um, for the, the Vikings. They need they need to be able to get to the pass. They, they tried, <laughs> the Ngakwe thing did not work out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with Aziz Ujelari wow. from Georgia. Yeah, that. that's going to be. I
0: didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a, a guy that, I mean, just. Watching him, you know, watch a lot of SEC games, even being here in California, it's obviously still uh, the <laughs> yes. premier college football out there. So, as uh, many of anyone I that's listening that. because of Blake knows that. So, I'm just uh, here standing them. But, no, he, I mean – he was so fun to watch and he's going up against often some really incredible offensive linemen, obviously in that conference as well. I think he, the thing is, you know, as an edge, he can kind of play as an outside linebacker kind of scheme as well. He can just, you know, on passing downs, he can really get to the rusher too. Um, He's still a really young guy, but someone that, yeah, I just feel like in the the Viking system with Mike Zimmer, he's someone that you would have a lot of fun with and, uh again I did draft over a couple other guys that I think maybe if I had like a big board I'd be considering them higher but um I think it's he's not too far down and he fits that knee that they that they really want um and a guy that I think has a lot of potential. I did uh, there's one other guy that did play at uh, UCLA for a bit that I uh thought about as well in this range but uh, we'll see if he falls a little bit further down.
0: Yeah, I that's an interesting one because I I thought you were gonna pick the guy, which I, I think I'm sitting in a spot now because you <laughs> you had to pick with the Vikings at 14. Now our number 15 is the Falcons. So remember we talked about the trade and, and teased it. We had the Patriots trading up to the four spot for the Falcons uh, pick there. So the Falcons are now at 15. Yep. And it becomes very interesting to me because like this is one where I don't know. Um, this is a this is a tough choice, but I think there's there's good value there, I think for the Falcons in this spot and to me, if I'm then which which they've got needs, like I mean, mm-hmm. you can go there's there's plenty of needs for the Falcons. Um, you know, I think specifically on the offensive side there's a lot of needs, but it's hard for me to pass up. You talked about some of the linebackers and I think Micah Parsons from Penn State yep. is one that I don't know but they would let go by them if they're in this spot, which, again, we're projecting because we have them in the 15 spot right now, you know, as is, they're they're number mm-hmm. four, and, and they may, you know, take someone there and we're not even making this pick. But um, if so, I think that I would probably go with Michael Parsons if the Falcons are in the spot because, you know, quarterback-wise, the run on quarterbacks, we're done with that. They're not going to go that route um, unless they stay at number four. We talked about that on the previous mm-hmm. episode. And then I think, you know, you could go offensive lineman probably. That's another um, uh, way they could go, I guess. Um, But I I just – I really like Parsons. And so I think he's someone that I would probably put them in this spot. Like, I just think that he could really be in a situation where – I mean, look, defensively, it's all we talked about with the Falcons, right? It's they've just – they've got to be better on defense no matter what. So um, I'll go with them. I feel like that's sort of – I think that's a safe pick in terms of mm-hmm. he was there at 15, and the Falcons, you know, have traded down, uh, potentially picked up something in return aside from just this pick. Um, I think I'll, I'll go with him here at 15. Yeah,
1: I definitely considered him for the Vikings. I just felt a little bit better about the depth at, at uh, you know, interior linebacker. Um, I mean, not that Parsons doesn't play on the edge, but it's uh, – it, yeah, I – it's a guy that, as you're saying, he was definitely one one of the two names I was thinking that was uh, definitely higher on my my board than just the top players available at this point um and a guy that you know, I, I won't be surprised if he goes earlier than this, uh but again, it just kind of depends on as you said the Falcons falling this far, oh man, like they i as you're uh, you know I'm trying to think now it's like might have to do a second at least like written mock or something just because there's so many different things the Falcons could do at at that number four pick. They could, I mean, I know Matt Ryan's not getting any younger, but just imagine Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and then any of those receivers that would be available or Kyle Pitts. It's like the skill. I mean, defense they did as the year went on, come along uh, with a a guy that's now gone as the Rams defensive coordinator, Hugh Morris. So um, they did improve, but I don't know how, if you really expect that to be, continuation moving forward and I think yeah if you can get a a linebacker with this pedigree that it should be there with you for a long long time another guy that uh you know just another I think you're drafting for one of the best players at this point and I think that's probably the the best strategy you could do at this point because he's he's a guy that's probably more talented at the end of the day just because linebackers aren't uh necessarily always evaluated uh, in terms of their value as high as some of these other positions we've been drafting Uh, still might end up being one of the top six, seven, you know, best, most talented players, most impactful players uh, career-wise at the end of it all.
0: Yep. If they're trading back, again, from number four, you're probably looking at value here. And, and again, they'll they'll have some different options to choose from. But uh, in our scenario, they're picking at 15, and uh, (laughs) Michael Parsons is the pick there at that spot. All right. We wrap up our uh, second part of our mock draft with the number 16 pick uh, with the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Oh the Cardinals a team that uh, this ends up working out for them, i think in terms of that a uh, defensive back and corner in particular is their biggest need obviously i just I don't have a, a ton of confidence in Malcolm Butler <laughs> and uh a guy that's been fine for most of his career, but not they they just don't have that premier corner on that on that roster at this point um they, they still have some other needs on defense, but uh, they, at time's improved last year. They ended up finishing 10th in DVOA, which is a lot higher than they did in 2019. But, obviously, with Sertain gone, there's one other guy that we talked about a little bit before we started recording, uh, J.C. Horn, and I think from South Carolina, I think he's the the pick here at this point. Uh, easily, and then some mocks, has gone above Sertain, um, above so it's not – it's not a complete consensus that this is, uh, you know, the number one or number two guy at the position. And I, it's a perfect combination of, big board-wise, a guy that should be kind of in the same range, in my opinion, and the need. So not, and that, couldn't have drawn that up any better for the Cardinals at this point. They, they could have gone for one of these other edge rushers that we've talked about, but I think they'll be very, very happy uh, bringing him in and immediately, um, hopefully for their sake, having a guy that can – be one of the you know in a t- really tough division with a lot of good receivers. Have a guy that can be a really reliable number one corner in man-to-man defense.
0: Yep, that's uh, that's a good choice. I think in terms of uh, what they could do there, it's a fits a need, and that's what we always talk about. I mean, it's that's what it's about, right? You got um value need and all that stuff. And I think for the Cardinals, you probably assume that they're they're going to be going defense here. Um, so yeah, yeah that's uh, I think that's a good choice because they've already. I mean, they've addressed some of the other issues they've had. Uh, certainly, you know, I think, you know, th- there's still some things. Running back is probably one, but they just signed James Connor, so you've got what well, Connor and Chase Edmonds now are going to lead the mm-hmm. way for them at running back. And again, I don't, they're not going running back at number 16. Uh, they're, they're just, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I don't. I don't no. think the the top running back on the board, uh, which you know, to me, uh, I don't know. I guess you could probably going back and forth, but as the SEC, uh, native SEC homer, I mean, Joshi Harris, I think is probably going to the top one. But I don't think he's going this high. So, um, yeah, so there's just some some options there for the Cardinals. I think they'll be in a good spot, like you said, because there could be so much movement ahead of them. Um, So, yeah, Cardinals going defense, probably not going to be much of a surprise there. All right, well, there's our 1 through 16 now. And um, now – we look ahead, Dylan, for the next part, which uh, we will lead off with the team at number seventeen, which will be the Raiders. And uh, oh boy, oh, that's going to be a great start there for me, uh, because the Raiders are one that well, they got some needs, don't they? They've got uh, they got a lot of different. They needs. just got rid of their whole offensive line. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, 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 you should probably already know where I'm heading here if you yeah. listen to what we talked about in this. This portion, um, I think there's an easy choice on the board there for number 17, uh, but we will see if that is the direction I go in the next uh, part of our mock draft. But, uh, Dylan, that will wrap up here in the second part. And uh, for now, for those who want to wait uh, and digest some of the other stuff we have, uh, before we get to part three, uh, they can find all that over at Clutch Points.
1: Yeah, we have plenty of draft coverage going through all of the first-round picks and probably even some more team previews for the whole entire draft in terms of you know, the best guys, the value position, uh, everything, all that kind of stuff, where they can get. So we, we got that all covered. Those have been coming out the last uh, week and a half or so. We'll have more as the draft approaches. Um, a lot of draft coverage. So if you just go to clutchpoints.com, the NFL section, you can find that there. If you search NFL draft, then all the draft content will, will filter. in as well as in the Clutch Points app, you can read it all there. Um, follow if you want to watch some games. Follow some games. We got the NBA and full swing only about a month, I think, from the playoffs. Usually starting right now, but uh, with the season being delayed, still a little bit of time. And then baseball. I know Blake's been getting into the baseball betting game. So if you want to be like Blake yes. and follow the games in the Clutch Points app, you can do that as well. The Dodgers are off to a great start. Braves got a big win uh, today. Uh, so totally. hopefully they'll, they'll they'll turn those things around. They they they'll be fine, I
0: think. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what you think. I don't know. I've I've seen this team before, and uh, this is uh, it's, it's a little worrisome early for the Braves. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll probably wind up being okay. But, uh, yeah, check everything out uh, on the Clutch Points app, everything we got over there. Check it out. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us on there. And uh, thank you, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. We'll see you guys next time. we That was the best.